Hey, this is Brian Hill here. I'm one of the frequent guests on the Masonic Light podcast, and I'd like to congratulate them on two years. Who would have thought they'd be around for two years? This is the Masonic Light Podcast, featuring Pete Ruggieri and Larry Maris. A non-stuffy, somewhat humorous approach to understanding our craft. We guarantee you'll have a good time for your money back. This podcast is not endorsed or approved by the Grand Lodge or any jurisdiction. In fact, they'll probably hate it. And now, here's our host, Pete Ruggieri and Larry Merritt. So, we're celebrating year th- end of year two. Yeah, we are. As so, of Thursday last week. Officially. So, that's why we threw in the, uh, the throwback. The throwback intro. Um, and today's episode... Because it was Larry's birthday this week. Happy Larry birthday to Larry. 74. Oh, Larry brought a special gift for the group. What are, what are we celebrating with tonight? Well, Jack brought that. No, that's oh, oh, Jack's oh. birthday Jack, present. Jack brought that for me. Oh, you brought the licorice. Uh, so, Jason, what have you been up to the past couple weeks in Freemasonry? Oh, I didn't know how I was going to go first. Um, man, what have I done? Scottish Rite Reunion. I don't know if we talked about that in the last show, but uh, we had the Lancaster Valley Lodge Perfection Scottish Rite Reunion, which actually was really good. A lot of good feedback. Uh, that's I, I think that's about it. I'll probably interrupt somebody in a minute, but come back to me. Jack? I had a really cool Masonic experience when I was in Italy. A um, cu- couple weeks before I left, we recorded an episode here, and I mentioned that I was going to Italy, and it'd be cool to get into a lodge over there. But I really hadn't made any plans. I hadn't contacted anybody. So it probably wasn't going to happen. So someone, uh, Nick Lane, Worshipful Master of Castle Island Virtual Lodge in Manitoba, Canada, sent an email message to Jason, who sent a message to me that said that Nick was going to get in touch with somebody in Italy who was going to get in touch with me about going to see a lodge in Italy. So... I get a message from this fellow from Italy who said it would be lovely to, you know, show you around and show you our lodge and that that would be great. And I said, well, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it, if it doesn't happen, that's okay because it won't happen while I'm in Italy. So that'll be all right. And he said, oh, my brother, it will happen. And it did. When we were in Florence, I got together with some guys from the Grand Orient of Italy, and toured their Grand Lodge Hall in Florence, in uh, Borgo Albizzi. And it was stunning. It was an old 15th century palace, um, and all of the art and architecture and stuff that was in the palace when it was a palace is still there. They've just sort of built lodge rooms around it. And there's like 45 lodges meet in this building. And it was absolutely breathtaking. It was it was awesome, and it just it speaks to what Jason is always talking about about lodge on demand and the and the Internet of Things and and all that and what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about where we are right where we're supposed to be right now. How awesome is it that I could just make a casual mention of that 
in a basement in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and a guy from Canada contacts a guy from Italy, and a week later, I'm standing standing in a lodge room in Florence. It was it absolutely speaks to what this fraternity is supposed to be all about. It was that's, awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And yeah. and you know the technology of today. Ah. Well, I was saying probably on our last show how technology is in some ways killing our craft. In other ways, it's reinventing it. Yeah, absolutely it is. And I like like we said a couple of weeks ago, we're we're on the cusp of whatever's coming next. And I think it's going to have a lot to do with how we communicate, just as it did, you know, when the printing press came around. I think it's killing for the craft. It's it's killing portions and and other like what's happening to Jack is would have never happened 20 years ago. Right. It yeah, you take, would have had to know a guy uh, who knew a guy. It was a lot more complicated. Well, I, 20 years ago, I tried. Well, not 20 years ago because I haven't been a Mason for 20 years. But uh, I actually sent a, a, an email message to the grand secretary in Italy when I was in a, in a previous employment that I was going over and I'd like to try to find a lodge to, to go to over there. I never got a response. So, but that was that was back then, and today it it's just instantaneous. It it almost happens without even trying hard, and that that was that was very cool. I I had a great experience. What was really interesting though is I was standing right in front of the building, and there was no sign anywhere. There was nothing to indicate that this was a lodge hall. I even went to. Um, a little art shop across the street from the address that I had. And I said, Logia Masonica Dove, what? And, and he said, oh, they moved. They moved uh, two years ago, they moved. And I'm like, ah, well, I, I guess the guy I'm supposed to meet didn't know that. So about 15 minutes later, he and I connect on the phone. And he's like, no, it's, it's right there. Just, just come walk back up the alley and we'll, we'll be there. And, and he was right there. But the guy in the art shop across the street either didn't know they were there or didn't want me to find them. I'm not going to speculate, <laughs> but he lives right across. He works right across the street from the place and, and either didn't know it was there or didn't want anybody to, you know, find it. So it's very cool. Now, pardon my, my recognition, ignorance. Is that a Grand Lodge that we recognize? I really, really, really tried to find out what would be um, a Grand Lodge that I could attend. And it is very difficult to find it on our Grand Lodge website. So if, if anyone... Now it's in is, the Tyler's book, allegedly. Yeah, well, I wasn't at the lodge okay. where, the, where the yellow book is. I was on an airplane going to Italy. But we, yeah, the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania does have a resource page. It should have... Yeah, you'd think you could find it, wouldn't you? You know? But well, we, I know a guy. It shouldn't take a guy. <laughs> well, I know a guy that sometimes be, on this show. There should that, be a, uh, a button that says recognitions, and it should say all of those things. But um, I had I couldn't find it. So uh, if if it was recognized, then I'm cool. If it wasn't recognized, then expel me and but you didn't do anything. refund my dues. You did nothing tiled. So I, I, right, we didn't attend a meeting. We just uh, you know explored you their building. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. but it was. Uh, it was very nice. <laughs> Jason hates when I crack open a <laughs> beverage. A cola. <laughs> in front of the microphone. <laughs> it's just a cola. And it's from the generic from the store. So other Masonic news. Um, we're just about to pull the trigger on a new AMD council. And Ooh, I've got pretty, pretty much all the paperwork is ready. 
I just have to run it by one person to look it over and make sure that I have all the the T's dotted and the I's crossed and, well, and all that Make sure you, you triple check because apparently AMD um, said they didn't get our dues the past no, three years. La, 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 We didn't. We're not going there. No, no, no. Okay. Administrative snafu. But, yeah, so that's exciting. We're going to have a little bit more of a educational slash research slash discussions kind of AMD council. That's really one of the cool things about AMD is that each council has the opportunity to define itself and what it wants to do and that kind of thing. So that'll be our thing. Very cool. Larry, anything going on? Not really. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I get tired of mentioning Goose and Gridiron Breakfast. So really, that's, that's uh, there's no been uh, no no uh, petition investigative committees lately. <laughs> How many clicks did it take to get there? <laughs> Other than that, no, no, not really. There's a lot of stuff coming up, but not no, not in the past. Uh, my week last week was my I kind of like hell week. Um, it started two weekends ago with me in, at Grotto. Um, in uh, Delco, and no, and uh, oh, at PGA Gettysburg, and then I mean, one night we had practice, practice for. Um, Is somebody getting murdered up there? I don't know. We'll only take a quick break. I'm gonna go settle That's dogs down. Oh. The wife, the wife is at the wife went shopping. So I texted her. I'm like, why are the dogs being crazy? So there's raw meat upstairs? And she, just, she, she replied back, I'm at the outlets. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go throw the dogs a Kong full of peanut butter, and uh, I'll be back. This is Ken Hudson. Uh, I was on Podcast 50. And I'm going to wish these guys a very, very, very happy anniversary and hope they have 50,000 more uh, series to do from this point. Again, congratulations. Best of luck to you. We're back, and hopefully it's a little bit more quiet. Um, I found out that the wife actually bugged out and went shopping. (laughs) Don't don't do that. Jeez. Oh, Oh, see. God damn it, Jack. I thought they were outside. No. (laughs) Somebody put the shot collar on Jack, please. (laughs) Don't I like it. Hold on. Uh, Mute my microphone, because I'm going to yell, Jason. Uh, I don't know which one you are. Hang on. Um, Okay. Hang on. I'll just do them all. All right, I yelled. I don't know if you got that don't, or not. Don't bark again, Jack, please. <laughs> Honest to goodness, I thought they were outside. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> are we allowed to, are we, I mean, maybe not the complete plans, but, you know, are we allowed to talk about that we are potentially looking to make a permanent move to a new studio? I guess we can mention it. Um, well, finish what you did last week or last two weeks. Oh, well, anyway, just uh, Lodge of Perfection. Uh, the vow, you know, the vow's in the ninth degree with you. Um, we did the, the oh. prologue in Royal Court with Tall Cedars. I had counsel. I got installed as Dim, Deputy Illustrious Master. Um, it's Dim. just a busy, busy, Dim. busy week. So that's. I it. wanted to make a shout out to uh, Larry Hudson and Greg Moore 
both listeners of the show, Larry Hudson from Lamberton and Greg Moore from Rivers, Riverside Lodge, 503 in Wrightsville. Mm-hmm. You know, some of our listeners may have seen it if they follow the First Masonic District. And I don't know if we shared it on a Facebook page, but they did a Bridging the Gap uh, dinner, which uh, was our district and then over the river. And if you're not from Pennsylvania, the Susquehanna separates Lancaster County from York County. And there's there's a little bit of a... Uh, a stigma, you know, crossing the river. We don't we don't tend to do that very often. For our English uh, UK listeners, that would be the War of the Roses, right. Lancaster and York, right? This the, they're the red. We're, we're the red. We're the, we're the, red, the, red, we're the red rose. They're the white rose cities. You get it. But anyway. they did a joint dinner. That, Less death though. You know, and and Larry, I apologize. I know you listen to the show, but I was shocked. Pleasantly shocked how successful it was because uh, there there wasn't a ton of advertising for it, and it was just a, a ton of hustling in the lodges to to sell tickets. And I'll tell you, I decided to go last minute because my, my plans for the day had changed, and uh, they were able to sneak me in, and uh, we were able to sit with uh, the Gibbles and uh, Ben Walker, uh, somebody who they both regularly attend, Houston Gridiron. I'll tell you what, it was it was the best Masonic function I've been to so far this year. It's a great job. So cool. Kudos, Good guys. Good for them. Well done, guys. So, um, studio. Yeah. So, um, nice offer. Um, there's some space in the basement of Effort Lodge. And, and Jack may, and some other guys from that lodge suggested that maybe we could go there as a studio. So, we don't want to jinx it, but hopefully the vote will happen before this gets broadcast. Yeah. The 8th. Yeah. So, so we'll see if we're the we're day after. So we'll see if we'll get a new home, a permanent home. Yes, with no um, man-eating animals, or <laughs> and, and you'll know whether we got approved or not because Jason will probably splice an ad into the into the podcast for uh, a GoFundMe to help us uh, raise some money for the podcast for the, for the I studio. I, I don't know if the timing will work out for this episode, but yeah, we'll, we'll have one. Well, you release on Monday, and our meetings on Tuesday. So yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Release it really late on Monday, so no one hears it. That's usually the case lately. Okay. Alrighty then. It should be, it should be great if if it gets approved and there's no reason to think it won't. We've talked to the trustees, we've talked to the sitting officers, but it is the members' building, right? It belongs to the members, and we have to get the approval of the members in order to to carve off that space. But right now, it's. It's sort of the back left corner of the lodge junk drawer room. It's just a big empty space, and there's there's enough room for it, and it, it should be a nice, comfortable studio. About, well, about like this space. And it's a liquor Roughly. store over our heads. No, sh- no, yes. <laughs> and a cigar store next door. Yes, yes that but works out. For our regular listeners, so for the three of you. Uh, As opposed to the irregular listeners. Yes, you, uh, you, you've probably heard about the remodeling, you know, over the course of the last year happening at Jack's Lodge in Effort of PA. And the, the remodeling is done. The room is beautiful. And the build-out has left, you know, this utility room um, basically unused. So mm-hmm. a little bit of storage, but hopefully it'll work out. And our plan is to actually physically build walls. One with a window so that people can view us as we're in recording. I mean, we're talking... Almost state of the art studio. Well, well that's how studio works, Larry. Mm-hmm. They, they, state of the they, art nineteen seventy studio is what we're <laughs> going to be working on. Real to real. Oh, so okay. So our topic today really is just going to be. We've been around for two years. I can't believe it. Um, I, I can't believe we've been here for two years. I think we should talk about what the last two years has been like. 
<coughs> for, for our Masonic lives and personal lives, really. And that's what I was talking about on break. Um, one of our fans said, you, I hear on your show you guys talk a lot about Lancaster County. You talk a lot about Pennsylvania. I mean, that's where we're from. But, like, does, do people from out of the area care? So what, do you, what are your thoughts on that, Jack? Well, uh, any good author, Larry, yeah. if, if you know any, yeah. would tell you that you should write about what you know. Exactly. Right? So this is what we know. We, yeah. we know where we live. We know our fraternity from our perspective. And we talk about it from our perspective. But we also understand that there's a larger audience that has different needs. Well, Jack, Jack Aquilina and, and Dave Illingsworth and, and, and Steve Austin and those guys in Australia. We're great friends with them. And we, we love to talk with them about their fraternity and, and how their Blue Lounge is growing and um, spreading around the world. And so, yes, we talk about this, but this is part of something bigger. And if you'd like to talk about your world on our podcast, I, we dare you, call in and let us know that you're there and we'll, uh, we'll bring you on as a guest and you yeah. can tell us about your jurisdiction and how completely goofed up it is and, and why Pennsylvania is better than yours and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, I think what makes it interesting, too, from maybe our perspective, maybe from listeners' perspective, is we do a lot of things differently in our Blue Lodges and our fraternity than they do in any other state or probably any other country in the world. We're different because we're. But, what, right. but what's in common is all the all the correct the, the negative stuff. Of no, like not, no, 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 no. Well, no, no but of no. like having problems with membership and having, right. you know, that. But that's the window dressing, really. That's that's not the stuff that makes Freemasonry. The stuff that makes Freemasonry is like, is Nick calling me and saying, "Hey, I've got this guy in Italy that can hook you right. up." Right. That's Freemasonry, right? How many votes it took to make that happen doesn't matter at all. It, it's that's the stuff that we have to let go off our backs, work I, within the system. I, you know, I, I don't want to blow this out of proportion, but yesterday for my birthday, I got well wishes from people all over the world. I mean, I was absolutely shocked. People I don't even know, but I know who listen to the podcast, and it, that was amazing. And that's the kind of thing that I think we're about. Did it, you hear from that hook in Uppsala, Sweden? Oh my gosh! Oh no, no, and I would. I want her address because I want to visit. <laughs> And before we close for the night, we definitely want to give credit to Uppsala because they're a really great listening They're They host. are. They're huge. It's our Uppsala. biggest. We're, we're really big in Uppsala. Uppsala. Anyway. And by that's the Sweden, Swedish word for somebody who was a, gen, was a Civil War general, Cro actually. Cro crochets. Yes. With their hooks. Correct. Uh, it makes rugs. My yes. gosh. I think that, you know, if you look at a show like The Car Guys, you didn't have to be into cars to appreciate Right. That show. And yeah, I do think our banter comes through and people enjoy just listening to us because they act like they're on the dirty sofa with Larry. And, <laughs> you know, you know. I, <laughs> when people ask me what our podcast is about, you know, beyond just Freemasonry, you know, I'll say that we're the, the locker room of Freemasonry. And I said that to the illustrious Matthew DePay, and he, uh, he, he really thought that we should lean on that tagline. You, you really like <laughs> well, that. Well, I think one of the guys in the round table, they, I, you know, Facebook with these posts from the past come up. And I think one of the guys said two years ago that we were the um, Milwaukee's best of Masonic podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Hey, it works on a pinch. <laughs> Big mouth. It's, but that show, you know, there's a, a TV show, the league, right? And the league is about guys that play fantasy football. 
and I think it's hilarious, uh, you know, because they're they're good friends that that are constantly busting each other's chops, and you don't have to understand a lick of football to appreciate that show. It it's also always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yes. So, and that show is funny, not because it's in Philadelphia, because only people from Philadelphia watch it. It's but funny you, because it's funny. Because but it's, you get four dysfunctional right? people in a basement with alcohol. It's going to be funny. It's going to be funny. Absolutely. <laughs> there is no alcohol. There is no alcohol. In <clears throat> oh. We are so, not regulated by the Federal Communications Turn off the cameras. Yeah. So, so, Jason, do you have... Uh, only iTunes. Do you have any, any, any fond memories of the past two years of the show? Oh, man. Why, why do I have to go first every time? Because you're on my left. <laughs> <laughs> go to Jack first. Jack. Yeah, I when, do. When did you first? When did you first? I think I came on around episode eight or something like that. When did you first hear about it? Episode eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't we invite you on the show? Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, I was yeah. on as a guest. Episode and, eight, and we were talking about <clears throat> mentoring and and all the stuff yeah, I do at, yeah. at my lodge, and and I came on and it was fun. It's it kind of like Hambrick with the, the roundtable guys. You know, you just hang around long enough, and eventually you're a part of it. And if you would ever change the intro to include me, then <laughs> other people would know that I'm part of it. But that's all right. Not that I'm, you know, well, the new whiny intro. or anything. In yeah, he's in there. Yeah, we, in we there put now. the Ann Jack. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. a big shout out. <laughs> That's because we don't have five dollars to tell you have it redone. The professor and Marianne got that too at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, the, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and I, I enjoyed it. And it's it's something I look forward to. Um, the we all talk about how stuffy lodge can be sometimes, and it, and it can. It's nice when lodge is is light, but this is this is casual. This is beyond that. This is what this is a part of what I thought Freemasonry was going to be, where you could just get together with buddies and hang out and and BS about stuff and. We just happen to have a lot of people listening to the conversation that we don't we know. have anyways. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. I, I love it. Larry, do you have any, uh, uh, oh God, any yeah, memories? I probably, yeah. So I know you're getting up there in age. So I just yeah. Make sure. Well, it's, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think, and which is why we played the intro to the first show tonight. And I think when you and I talked, I think it was about the first four or five minutes we, we discussed what we hoped the show would be and what it would turn out. And I think one of the things you asked me about what my expectations for the show was, and I said, I don't have any. Because we were in uncharted territory we there. Still we still don't. Had no idea. Yeah, we still don't know. But uh, obviously, it's we don't know because it's been successful. And I think probably one of the best memories that we had uh, Chris Rodkey on, on the, doc, the Reverend Dr. Chris Rodkey. And I think that show was a defining moment in our history. And uh, I, I remember after we went in and we did that show, Mason, who was our producer at the Lancaster uh, Podcast Studios, said to us, you guys, your numbers are unbelievable. And and he, he was saying Had you a 300% got three hundred percent increase. You, went from you, 10 you you have you have something going here that most podcasts don't have, and I, I think we realized that we were working with something and we just progressively uh, have continued mm. to grow. And I think it is because of what Jack said. It's just four guys getting together who genuinely like each other, who can bust on each other. That's debatable. <laughs> No, wait a minute. You told me you liked me. Today. I do. I love you, Larry. I really <laughs> love you, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think 
with with Freemasonry and English speaking Freemasons, there's a, it's a it's it's they're all over the world, and we found like a little niche market that is craving any kind of discussion other than you know reading the minutes and paying the bills in their blue lodge. And I think we're giving that to some people. I think we also give a voice that every lodge has the same difficulties. Every lodge has the same good things that could happen. You know, I, I think it's actually bringing us a little closer together as a worldwide audience. The are you going to go? Or, yeah, go ahead. I'm done. Are you done? Was that your was that your turn? <laughs> well, the original question: What are some of my highlights? I don't know if it's necessarily. Highlights, um, you know, there was just a survey that the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania and Indiana, I think they went together, uh, asking about, you know, our Blue Lodge experiences and where we get our Masonic education from. And one of the, the actual multi-choice or check all that apply was, was podcasts and blogs. And, you know, not that I think that Grand Lodges are... Not that they don't know that these things exist, but, you know, at such a large level at the top, that's such a big ship to turn, right? So I think for me, the biggest excitement is that, you know, like uh, Tabert said uh, on a previous show, that, you know, masonry is, is constantly changing and masonry today is different than masonry 20 years ago. And I feel like, you know, we, we talk about small groups, you know, things like invitational only appended bodies are are you know, they're, they're booming right now. And that might be part in fact, because people know about them and they're trying to knock on the doors to get in. But those, those small group, that whole, you know, think globally, act locally mantra, I think really uh, rings true in Freemasonry at the moment. And I think that, that I don't, I don't, don't want to use the word unsanctioned because that sounds dirty, but there are blogs and websites and books and all this material out there that is not attached to a Grand Lodge, that's not attached to a jurisdiction, and I feel like, you know, we're on the forefront of that. Now, Masonic Podcast has been around for the last 10 years, thanks to Robert Johnson, but the reality is, is that you don't have to rely on your Blue Lodge or your Grand Lodge to get Masonic information, and I feel like when the change comes, because it is coming, you know, I don't think that we have a membership problem. I think we have a membership problem when we're relying on them to pay for the buildings that we can't afford anymore. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be a big deal. I feel like we're on the cusp of, of that change. And we get to meet some really cool people. I mean, you know, I've definitely, we, I feel like we've definitely met some cool people through this. I would think that, you know, when Robert Johnson started, you know, whatever, 10 years ago, uh, people probably thought he was crazy. Now that's just an assumption, uh, you know, but now there's like real legitimacy and we've had some serious, you know, heavy hitters on our show for just being around for two years and kind of being the goofballs of this whole thing. Uh, you know, Alan, Callaway, Tabbert. I mean, Heather the other day happened to be in this area for work. And, you know, she she blew off the rest of her conference to come hang out at the uh, Scottish Rite Building where I work and took a tour and we had fun. And that would have never happened if it wasn't for, for this. And she wished me a happy birthday yesterday. Yeah, and that has too. nothing to do with my Blue Lodge other than I signed up for Blue Lodge and, and became a member. She doesn't realize it made my day. Oh, I'm sure it did, Larry. You're such a creep. Larry, no creepiness, uh, Jack. Heather, we're really sorry. <laughs> so where are we going to go from here? I think we're going to ride the wave as as far as it goes. There's nothing, because there's, 
<laughs> As you can tell from this episode, there's no real structure here. <laughs> but but because there's no structure, we can talk about whatever is important to us right now. And that's good too, right? It it's it's important to have people on, the guests on, the the you know, the Oscar Allens and the and the Mark Taberts and and that that's great. That is and we'll continue and, to and do the that. Calloways and the Snyders and the Heather Calloways and the uh, Michelle, Michelle Snyder's and, 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 and all that is really important and we'll keep doing that. But it's also, I think, a, a hallmark of our show that we bring on Joe Blue Lodge and just like Ken Hudson the, uh, the other week. Ken is just a regular guy. Yeah. And like he's I, a member of the lodge and he's a good guy and he's got a fantastic personal story and he's got a wicked <laughs> sense of humor. And and he was just a terrific guest. And, and yeah, like I said, like Ken's a relatively new Mason, so he doesn't have a big Masonic resume, but he has a life resume that is really cool to yeah, hear. Yeah. And you know, I I think you know this shout out shout out to all of our ten listeners. If you or you know a, a person that's got a really unique job, that's a brother or a cool little story to tell. Yeah. Doesn't have to be about Freemasonry. But we would like them to be a Mason so they could, you know, but that, that's it. We'd love to talk to them. So maybe, you know, going forward into this year, we can look at in, involving our listeners more in, in that respect. Because we, we do ask you to drop us a line or shoot us a message on Facebook or whatever. But, but seriously, this is your show as much as it is ours. And, yeah. and give, us, give us an idea. Throw, throw a line out. It could be like Dear Abby. You could ask us some questions and we'll pontificate. Yeah, absolutely. We'll <laughs> tell you everything you're let's, doing wrong in your life. Let's not do that. Let's make bad choices. <laughs> We did get uh, a couple of responses from emails or something like that, that you posted from some listeners. Sure, we did. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a nice one uh, that I'll read here in a second. Um, well, should we go to break? Take break. We'll come back with a uh, with a listener's email. All right. Hi, I'm uh, Dick Kenna, uh, Lambert Lodge 476, uh, wishing the Sonic Light podcast happy anniversary, second anniversary. Larry has both fingers out, thumb just went up, so I guess I'm okay. We're back, and uh, here's some uh, listener mail. So here's one uh, from Jake, um, Jake in Virginia. Um, Hello, brothers. I just wanted to reach out to you and say thank you for all you do with the show. I will be raised next week and have been listening to your show since before my petition was signed. I attend college in Virginia, and that's where I'm being raised, but I'm from the Reading area. So you guys provide a little piece of home to my day. I'm almost through catching up on the previous episodes and everyone has been a joy to listen to. Thank you for helping to guide me through my Blue Lodge degrees and all you do. And uh, signed, uh, Jake. Things must be rough down in his jurisdiction if we're the ones doing the guiding. Oh, really? We're helping him? <laughs> Yeesh. Let's mail us some, some Scrapple, though. We'll give him a real taste for home. <laughs> we'll send you some Scrapple and um, maple donuts from York and all kinds of good stuff. Jack, what do you got? <laughs> I, I can't even read this. I, I have to have this vetted before I read it out loud. Well, here's another one. Greetings, brother. 
Credit Suisse Bank is obstructing my funds. <laughs> <laughs> Granted by Knights Templar International Heritage Fund. Oh, there it is. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I um I just ignored that one because, yeah. So Larry. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're 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 the originals here. We're the originals. Yes. 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 So right. um, when are you going to do your job? What? And, and book us some guests and have an agenda for our show. Yeah. Well, I guess you could say I've been falling down on. And that. you've also are supposed to be in charge of marketing. And selling advertising? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many ads have you sold, Larry? Let's meet uh, and have a marketing strategy session. Four, 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 four we sold. We should have a meeting. We, we should uh, definitely have a meeting. I, we should committee that. <laughs> <laughs> Put a pin in that. Um, we'll synergize and, and touch base on that later. Speaking of business jargon, so our boys over at the round table, we, uh, Larry has read the book in full. I, I'm working on it, but... Uh, we should mention there's a great book out there. That we should talk at length about their book without having read it. Well, no. Absolutely. What I'm saying is... is Pete, you start. Larry... <laughs> I, I review movies all the time without seeing them, just based on the trailer, so... Larry said it's great. I made a post on Facebook that said I can't put it down, but I had to put it down to make it... Like, <laughs> To make, to make that to make that post. So although although Larry was very jealous because he has like a 400 page book that he has on Kindle for five dollars. He's like, there's there's a Kindle for nine ninety nine and it's only seventy pages. <laughs> and yeah, because they're business people and they know how to. Yeah. Oh come on! What the, the hell uh, do you mean? Price right? points, marketing. The, the yeah. Fr- yeah, the first the first few chapters I've read are great. So what tells? Give us the title of the. It's business time, <clears throat> and they've taken uh, well known, you know, well known top seller books and business ideas and strategies. You know, the very first chapter is "Who Moved My Cheese," where you know cheese could be applied to Freemasonry, and you know these books were revolutionary at the time. That that you know. They're still popular today, but I don't think that they're earth shattering at this point. I think they um, found that there was cheese in the crypt. Yes, actually. exactly yes. right. They did find the lost and secret cheese. The lost and secret cheese. Uh, is Zig Ziglar a brother? I don't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Covey is he a brother? <laughs> yeah, but the, you know, they were taking those ideas of those successful business books um, and and applying them to Freemasonry. Not because Freemasonry is a business. I mean, in a sense, it is. Uh, but you know, you could certainly draw the parallels to. Uh, you know, some of these ideas. I highly recommend it. Um, and like I said, I have not read the book. At least the first few chapters I recommend. I have not read the book, but based on the title, I'm going to agree 100%. <laughs> <laughs> because if, if these lodges didn't have a bunch of cash stuck away in a bank and have a building that they, own, how, that they hold the mortgage on, or there is no more mortgage, they would have been out of business years ago. Because yeah. they are not run anything close to sensibly, um, you know? So, I mean, it, it's, and look, because the product, I mean, I, I mean, I hate to, you know, say the product and the customers, but if our members are our customers, right. And if the product is Freemasonry, you know, podcast blogs, the web, we're, we're the amazon.com of Freemasonry. I mean, if you don't have the foot traffic through, and you know what, if you, symbols, and if you see that happen right there, you see what he did. And if you don't have the traffic coming through your door, right. To justify having the real estate. I mean, it just, so what you're saying is we should charge dues for the podcast. Like, oh, a membership. What? No. We could have a membership. Membership based like, like, podcast. Who would do such a unseemly thing? 
Let's mm. let's not do that. That's that's not the direction I was going in. Yeah, we probably all get expelled. <laughs> I'm gonna put my product out there for free. What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. Now you're right. It 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 does need to be run better because the old model that it ran that it supported back in the day doesn't exist anymore. So we have to look at what the model is going to become, and we have to structure ourselves to be that. Well, I, I just look at uh, like our like an individual lodge, but the, especially in our jurisdiction, when you're going through the chairs, you're doing your best to master your job at that position and learn ritual and learn how to do business at the lodge, and it's a lot of work. It's it's a volunteer organization, but nowhere in that in that progression, do you get any kind of like training on interpersonal skills, training on how to speak to members? You know, I was a middle management, so I learned early on, you know, my, I'm a little more blunt now that I'm not in management, but when I used to be in management, you know, I, I was the person talking between the big shots and the little people. And, you know, it's, you have to have skills in communicating. We talked about that, and I, I think there was there there had been a couple of attempts at leadership training and stuff within at least within our district. There were, unfortunately, I don't think it really hit the mark. It was it was well intended, and the 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 people that were putting it on were very knowledgeable about what they were putting on, but it kind of missed the mark because they were they were putting it on for as though it were for businesses without recognizing that this is not a business and that, you know, you can't dock somebody's pay if they're not getting any. You can't, you know, it, it just, it's a different, it's a different animal. You know, the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania just, obviously they had their secretary seminar and their officer's workshop, which you could argue is, is you know, partially a, a, a leader training. Uh, but they did for the first time this year actually offer a leadership training, which, which they charged for. And it wasn't uh, necessarily Masonic in nature. It was open only to Masons, but it was to be used across, you know, all of your, whether it be your vacation or masonry. And um, the, the current secretary of Lamberton went, who, who works in the business world and is, is no stranger to these kind of events. And he said that it was actually uh, worth the, uh, the $25. So, you know, kudos to Pennsylvania for, you know, trying to make stuff like that happen. Absolutely. They, they are trying. It, it's just difficult because it's a moving target. Right, you, you've got people that, I mean, you're 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 volunteers, like you said, uh, Pete. You, it, but it almost should be like a, there should be a symbolic leader of the lodge who's the worshipful master who runs the me- the meetings, and there should be somebody that's focused more on the business end of the that's lodge. That's the secretary, and is running. But yeah, it's the secretary who's been the secretary for twenty three years. And right. doing it the way he's always done doing it. Doing it the way he's always done it. Right. <laughs> Here's your budget for the year. Don't spend any more than this. Boom. Done. Uh, I will say we had a night. Jack and I had a, a great discussion last night um, at our AMD chapter. Um, ours is unique, kind of like Jack said earlier, where we're based on the model, the Junto model of Ben Franklin. He had a group called the Junto in Philadelphia. And we just pick a random question off of the, his list that they used to discuss at his meetings. And the, the, and it, like the question we pose basically, like who was some like younger Masons that are basically doing a good job that 
could use some help. Or encouragement. Encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. And and we, we came up with some good names, and a couple of the guys are listeners, so we'll just, I'm not going to say their names. But, you know, maybe that's something we can start doing on this show a little bit, too. If there's people that we know that are doing a good job, like you were talking about Larry doing a good job for that lodge in the river or whatever it was called. Lodge in the river. We had lodge in the river. In a van. Yeah. Down by the river. And Greg Moore. <laughs> yeah. But there's, a, you know, there's, there are some guys and, and, you know, I try to be above it, but I'm not, I'm petty. Like I got really, gr- <laughs> I got really grumpy with my old lodge because I just felt like I did a lot for a lot of years and it just got to be expected and never appreciated. Right. And so I which, tried which to, in itself is a lesson to the people that were around you in the lodge that you really do have to appreciate the people that are getting things done. Yeah. And uh, it, otherwise, it, otherwise they'll go away, which yeah. is what happened for you. Right. And people wonder why, like, you know, the past nine past masters never come around anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably why. Um, but yeah, so a little thing, if, you know, if a guy comes out and he constantly is helping clean up, he's constantly helping do something. How about just a little thank you at the meeting? Yeah. You know, that's all. Yeah, praise in public. Yeah, Larry, do you? Yeah, any- praising in public is great, except when you have uh, a stated meeting and you only have fifteen people show up. What? Well, salute, celebrate those fifteen people. <sighs> exactly, exactly. We we do so much. Well, why aren't there more guys on the sidelines for the extra meetings? Um, there were four. Did how how awesome is that? There were four guys there who saw the work. Isn't that great? Let's ask them at the next stated meeting what they thought of that work. Let's bring it out. Like, put it right in front of everybody. Here it is. Yeah. I, I, I just think we spend so much time focusing on that negative side of it that, that we really need to take more. And it is a negative side. It and is. I'm, I'm, I totally, totally re- realize that. But when you're asked to, uh, you know, prepare and speak and do research and so forth and present it to a virtually empty lodge. Well, going back to, you know, Jack's topic from a show ago, I've probably gotten more out of Freemasonry in the past three or four years Mm -hmm. than I did in the first 18 years. Um, When I was going through the chairs, it was a blur. I was, I say I was slapping water. Like I was just trying to keep my head above water and I had some great ideas of what I wanted to do. I ended up doing just kicking the can down to the next master. Um, so, but in the past three years, the podcast, I get more out of this discussion with you guys in the basement than I wish we could have this discussion in the lodge. And that's what it, the lodge is there for, because you tile the lodge, we should be able to have a exactly. We should be able to have a cool yes. discussion between men yes. in that room. Yes, absolutely. And if you did have a good discussion, then maybe some guys would come out. Maybe that would be appealing to some people. Now, with, it, with the fraternity shrinking, we have all these auxiliary bodies that need to kind of come home. And that's a topic for another day. But yeah. fraternities are not shrinking. It's What? It's not shrinking. That's not the right word. Drinking is negative. In, in terms of actual girth. You're, you're <laughs> no, we're, we're growing there. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're normalizing. Oh, I mean, I, right sizing. You know, yeah. incidentally, that's a change that I've noticed. I've been a Mason for 44 years. And I can remember 44 years ago, we weren't this big. So we have grown. That's one of the reasons. Our membership 
attending meetings has shrunk, but our but we're the same mat. We're the same gross tonnage. Yeah, we could. We could we could cut our head count in half, but we'd still weigh the same. Same mass. Oh god, that's so gross. It's getting to be almost that time, boys. Happy anniversary, Masonic Light Podcast. Looking forward to many more years. Good news, everyone! Masonic Light News. News not fit to print. According to the popular technotainment website Gizmondo, Iranian government officials have been trying to convince users to switch from the social media app Telegram to Sarush, a new app developed in the nation. The new app comes equipped with a unique number of emojis, including a woman in a chudder holding up a sign proclaiming death to America, death to Israel, and death to Freemasons. When asked to comment, a local Freemason responded by saying, that's not the way we did it my year. And that's the Masonic news, so mote it was. Um, so let's let's wrap this up. So this is our two-year birthday episode, 50, right? Episode 52. Episode 51. 51. But it's 51. been but it's been about two years. It's like Area Fifty One, but yeah. it's more mysterious. It has officially we, been. We we two talked years about we talked Thursday. about two years last episode as well. But and if you're wondering why this episode came out a week late, it's not a week late. We're on a Masonic calendar. We release on the first and third Monday, so there was a fifth Monday. We're actually recording on the fifth Monday. So, nah, 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 nah. yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's our birthday, and we we reverted to our normal our normal. Uh, our normal ranting. Larry, you have nothing going on, right? You don't uh, do anything? I'm stated meeting. Goose and gridiron Thursday. Anything on the mem- on the fellowship committee or mentoring committee? Uh, no. You have nothing to offer? No. Okay. Um, and the petition committees? Is it? <laughs> committees of petition? They haven't given me a petition in a long time. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Wednesday, uh, I'm the number two officer in our local tall cedars chapter. Uh, the title is uh, senior deputy grand tall cedar. And Wednesday night, tomorrow night is our two nights away. Uh, it's our executive board meeting. Oh. And, uh, that's where we make all the decisions and our grand tall cedar is not going to be there. <laughs> so I get to run the meeting. You're Al Haig. I get to run the meeting and, um, a listener and friend, um, Ed McGrath, he try, he's behind me in line. Does Ed actually listen, though? I don't know. I don't think he does. But Ed, Ed, Ed tries to give me some advice because he's, he's a little bit more polished than I am. And he tells me all the time that I need to... That's an Ed word. He I, needs a little polish. I, I need to sugarcoat things a little bit. He says, I don't want to make it sound too like sexual innuendo, but he goes, you can't just jam it in. That's what he said. He goes, <laughs> I like why he goes, if you want to tell somebody something, you can't just force it on them the way that you do. And he was a little more blunt and he says you kind of got to ease them into it a little Lubricate. bit. Yeah, well, so that's basically what he said. <laughs> so, I am going to take advantage of that Wednesday 
and I'm going to let everybody know that in January, shit's going to change. There's some. Sorry. There's some. <laughs> yeah, and Saturday in, in January, there's some big changes coming. So um, you know, get mad at me now. Help me work on that. That happened at Grotto. But yeah, it's. <laughs> The ba- the band aid's getting pulled off in January, so you can you can take some pain meds now and bite your comb or whatever you got to do. Can, can I can I make a mention yeah. real quick? Uh, I forgot that we um, we also that we had Grotto, but uh, kudos to to Jack and hopefully our uh, Prophet Monarch is uh, is recouping from his from his surgeries and his his health stuff. But Jack had to run our Grotto meeting uh, in in. Sean Spinagle's stead, and it was it was a wonderful meeting, Jack. Great job. Wonderful. It was. It was. Um, Damn. Yeah, and and part of what we joke around about Ubar Grotto is that it's is fun because it's a little bit crazier than boring Freemasonry in Pennsylvania. But in the past couple of years, it's just kind of ratcheted up a little bit to almost chaos. And I think you brought back just enough structure. To keep things moving, because if you leave any like big gaps in time, oh, yeah. the crowd just starts talking amongst themselves and it gets out of hand. Yeah. So yeah, you did a great job. Well, thank you. It was fun. All right, and Larry, take us out of here. Larry stayed the whole time, so you know that was a good thing. <laughs> Larry stayed. Because Pete didn't leave. Oh, Larry left early. Oh. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, yeah. I left as the speaker was being introduced. That was sad, but oh. I had some physical problems I had to take care of. Did to pay. No, I had to do something else. T- oh. TMI, TMI, TMI. <laughs> I left that meeting. I left a meeting. Pot his mic Did down. You? Yeah, I left two meetings ago. Right. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, All right. Well, I was behind you that day. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not my worst exit. I, I will say, I'll make this one short, but I was at uh, Nava Grotto up in uh, New England. And apparently they don't run things like we do in Pennsylvania. So you mean they actually run things? Well, they kind of like were not happy when I cracked a beer open <laughs> during the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like the grandmaster of R- Rhode Island was not a fan of that. Um, so anyway, it was dragging on. It was getting boring. It was getting boring. And I just um, I just looked over to my right and my buddy Jake was beside me. I just said, I, I got to go. And I got up. And I walked out. I just made a beeline through the room, and I set up like a blue lodge room. So I walked into what would be the uh, the visitors' room, and closed the door. <laughs> Locked yourself in. It turns out it was a closet. <laughs> and I walked out of the meeting <laughs> during the meeting, walked out of a tiled room into a closet. <laughs> Now, it, it, it gets worse because <laughs> I realize I'm in the closet, but I forgot something. I had this tapestry of Victor Mann oh, that God. I had hanging on a chair. So I texted Jake and I said, Jake, can you grab Victor's portrait? And meet me in the closet. And, well, I didn't. I forgot to mention it was a closet. So Jake just because, you know, Jake can't, Jake can't do anything subtle. Jake walks over. He just grabs this thing and he waves like, I got to go. And <laughs> leaves and goes out the same door I went out. I walked into the closet. <laughs> so there must have been like 200 chairs stacked up in this like closet that we had to like move in order to get out a door to the main. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> Good times. <laughs> Holy heck. <laughs> All right, Great Larry. Story. Oh. All right. You ready? Banjo music. music okay. Cue the chickens. Cool. cool. All right, I want to give special thanks to Monarch Studios for allowing us to record our fantastic session tonight. Also to our producer, Jason Lewis, for always doing a fine job and making a show like this palatable and listenable. Uh, Also to uh, Jack Harley, our news director, for always having on-the-spot newscasts. Uh, And uh, also, too, to Lady Stephanie, who... Left tonight to do some outlet shopping and let the dogs run wild upstairs. <laughs> I really hope the howling. The yeah, howling we, we hope we do. We, I hope they did show up. Yeah, absolutely. Also, to uh, also want to give uh, special thanks to our creative ad- director who has been noticeably absent in it shows tonight. Uh, our creative director is Drew a blank. And uh, our, we do have a dope slap, dope slap administrator. Do you know that? You know that? Uh, no, dope I don't. I'm not, slap I'm administrator. not familiar with that person. Yeah, that hurts. And uh, our fact checker, Elevino. And uh, our, our help desk coordinator, Dan, Dan, Dan Defino. Uh, Dan Defino. You know, he, he, <laughs> hang, hang on, <laughs> hang on. What, what do you, you've probably made this joke before. What do you call a cross between an elephant and a rhinoceros? Elevino. Yeah. Elevino, really? That's cool. <laughs> Well, anyway, wrapping it up, our uh, new law firm of Rush, Rush, and Delay. And uh, that's it for our podcast. Uh, this is Larry. Speak. This is Jason. Thank you for listening to episode 51. And Jack. Happy birthday, Mr. President. anniversary to Masonic Life Podcast. The only reason that you're doing so well is because of me. So hopefully... Well, who are you? <laughs> I said this is Moyer. Oh, is it? Can't you hear? No, I can't Not hear. only do you look like shit in that Goodwill thing, oh, can't you can't say, hear. You can't say shit. Oh, just bleep it out. <laughs> Jesus, Jeff.